Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. Sorry to hear about Josh Levo leaving the Leafs to go to Vancouver. I mean, here's a guy, you know, uh, he gave as good as he ever got. He was just full value for the time that they allowed him to play. And anyway, so you'll get more ice time, I'm sure, with the Canucks because the Leafs now seem like they're bolstered to the max. I mean, Nylander coming on board. Boy, that was last-minute negotiation. Went down to, like, the last five minutes, from what I understand. Bill Waters, who's uh, been involved in a lot of that stuff when he was the assistant general manager of the Leafs and also represented on a number of players as an agent, is going to join us after 6 o'clock, and we'll uh, drill down on what this whole thing means going forward because the real heavy lifting, I guess, for Kyle Dubas kind of starts now trying to... He's like the old plate spinner on the Sullivan Show, you know, uh making everybody happy and doing it under the cap, and you can't exceed, you know, X percentage of your salaries going to, like, four or five guys. This is where uh, Billy will explain all of that. We've got our panel coming by shortly. On the matter, though, of negotiating, uh, you know, union heads oftentimes are uh, caught in contract disputes and the like, and so sometimes it's interesting when they allay their forces, and uh, when they do that, when they uh, come together, it could be, you know, a rather potent force. Uh, Absu, who's head Warren Smokey Thomas, has joined us on the line, is casting his lot in with uh, Jerry Diaz and Unifor. They both uh, take an umbrage with the Ford agenda. And so uh, let's find out exactly what they hope to accomplish. Warren Smokey Thomas, a good afternoon and welcome to The Oakley Show. Oh, thanks for having me on, Johnny. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's on an airplane going somewhere. He would have joined us, too. But. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's going south for a, a vacation because, you know, it's getting cold. And all. Actually, I think he's going south on business, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I just wondered if maybe he gets a vacation, too. So, Smokey, tell me, uh, you guys are casting your lot together. What do you hope to accomplish here? Well, it's a little history. We worked together to, we each had a strike last summer in a, in a health care facility. Uh, family health teams, and one in Thunder Bay, which was a Unifors and Ops, was in Owen Sound. So we worked together to help bring pressure on the employers to settle those strikes, rallies, and bolster in each other's lines and that. And so we worked very well together. And, and I used to do a lot with Kenny Luenza when he was president. And then since Jerry's been in, I've known Jerry quite a while uh, since he's been president. I've got to know him. And uh, so we do have a lot in common. Uh, we both understand that, uh, you know, you need good paying jobs in Ontario, uh, and lots of them, uh, so that people pay taxes, which supports public services. And, uh, and we both realize and understand that uh, good quality public services are the great equalizer in society, so everybody can access public services, be it health care, education, or social services, regardless of income or abilities, and then levels the playing field a bit for people. So we both get that. And then, uh, so when you lose, you know, it's about 2,900 jobs in, in, G, in GM, I think, with the white collar. But, uh, if you know, you lose 2,500 good union jobs. The spinoffs, as Jerry explains to me, are tremendous. The truck drivers that bring the parts in, uh, the people that make the parts to assemble on the cars, local suppliers to the company, uh, people that local businesses, plumbers, electricians, everybody that fix things. 
So the the you know the net job loss is a lot more than you know twenty five hundred or twenty nine hundred. It's into the thousands. And so I guess where we take uh, exception with the Ford government is that uh, he just threw the towel in right off the bat and said, "Well, there's nothing we can do." Well, I don't think Jerry. I know Jerry Diaz isn't the kind of guy that will just take. Uh, well, we'll just roll over and play dead. So he's going to fight and try and convince GM to put something back in that plant uh, at the at the end of 2019. And uh, federal government seems to be willing to try to help out. So we're looking to get the Doug Ford government to step up and say, "Well, hang on, GM. You want to do business in Ontario? You you, you got to do something here." All right. And so kind of like the so, Donald Trump uh, fired a shot across the bow of GM in Ohio, said you damn well better put something else in the plant you're about to vacate. So that's yeah, what you're see, saying Doug Ford ought to do. Yes, exactly. Be and more then, like Trump. Uh, well, not entirely. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> Smokey, <laughs> let me ask you. Story that, I guess. All right. Let me let me ask you. I mean, you, you've, you've talked about, you know, the need for these good paying jobs because obviously there's a, an amplifier effect, right, ripples right across the economy. Last hour, I was talking to Dan McTagg, the petroleum analyst. He was talking about how in Alberta, everything, you know, that uh, we get from the benefit of higher oil prices and extracting it and getting our product to market, to Tidewater, because uh, right now it's abysmally low. It's not even worth bringing out of the ground. And so they're storing it, I guess, for the b- brighter day ahead. Rachel Notley, you know, the premier there has just uh, curtailed the uh, amount that's going to be extracted to try to pump up the price. Why don't you go to uh, your liberal pals, you and Jerry Diaz, and implore them to get this damn pipeline built? Wouldn't that be a better long-range gambit for the overall Canadian economy? We're talking 2,500 jobs. I- I'm not going to diminish that here in Oshawa. But there's a bigger picture to be fought in Alberta, isn't there? There's a bigger picture to be fought everywhere, John. I- and I agree with what you're saying, that they should build the pipeline. I'm pro-pipeline. And and so is Jerry. So. Uh, I'd be happy to go with them and lobby in Ottawa. Uh, you put the muscle on Trudeau. Yeah, bring your muscle yeah. and your clout to Trudeau. Oh, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of too many politicians, him included. So the and, and but on that whole thing of jobs and the economy, like I mean, if we if um, what we'd like for Doug Ford to do is sit with labor leaders and say, look at steelworkers, teachers, you know, QP, me, uh, Unifor, we all got some good ideas around decent jobs uh, where, you you know, he killed the college task force. We could have been, you know, uh, focusing on the next economy here in Ontario. And we have, uh, we do have some people with in our organizations that have good ideas. And uh, I'd welcome an opportunity to sit down with uh, Doug Ford. I'd rather not fight. I'd rather be able to sit with him and, and say, you know, here's a good plan for Ontario. Here's how we're going to save public services. Here's how we're going to, you know, make everybody uh, so that they can afford to be on this planet. And uh, then take that fight, too. I'd be happy to I'll join in with Jerry on any fight with the federal government any day. I happen to uh, I happen to agree that Rachel Notley is in a very tight spot and that somehow or another we've got to get that oil to market and, and at fair price, right? Well, there you go. And you see, but she's been dealt a bad hand by the federal liberals here in this province. Would you not agree that after 15 years, Doug Ford was also left a pretty bad hand or a weak hand? He's got to try to rein in this uh, crazy deficit and the debt that's spiraling out of control, where the the third or fourth largest item to the line item is the servicing of the debt. I mean, that's a bad hand he's left to play. And I agree completely with that. It's how you deal with it that, that I think where we're going to end up having some disputes. 
I personally don't think it should come off the backs of people who need social assistance, who through no fault of their own can't work, or, you know, maybe permanently disabled or can't work for, you know, a year, takes, you know, bad heart attack, bad hurt on the job, bad backs. It's how, so I guess what Jerry and I want to talk about is how you're going to handle that. I have had one meeting with uh, Peter Bethlen Falvey. He's the chair of uh, uh, secretary to cab or um, chair of management board. And, uh, and that's where you got to go get money. So any, any cabinet minister, he's chair of treasury board, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so treasury board, so he controls the money. So the meeting with him went very, very well. I happen to think he actually seems like a really decent human being and really wants to try to do the right things. And I've got him interested in some things that are longer term, but uh, would uh, sort of prevent people in the government from losing their jobs. If they're going to surplus, let's find other jobs for him in the government. So he's open to doing some things. And uh, he's open to, you know, I, I, and I told him, I said, I'm going to be uh, joining Jerry Diaz to take on the GM fight, but also save public services. And uh, said, you know, we're going to join forces and lobby like hell. We'd rather not fight. We'd rather try and get along and, and sit down at a table and figure some things out. So that minister, Mr. Besson-Falvey, he seems keen on that. And I, and I true, honest God, I, be, I believe he's genuine. Seems like a genuinely nice human being. And I know some other Tories who would think the same way. But what we need to do is get the premier, right, mm. to sit down and talk. So what I like him to do is strike a round table. Of, of union leaders, right? And start with us, and then maybe have business and labor sit down together, and we, we have common ground. We don't disagree on everything. We have, if you, Johnny, if you start from the premise we want good full-time jobs in Ontario, we want a healthy economy, and all that kind of stuff, then you start to pull out some good ideas. And I, honest, I think we'd find we have a lot more in common than we would ever imagine. Smokey, I've got to ask you because I'm kind of curious. Look. The writing's been on the wall for a while at General Motors. I mean, to suggest that Doug Ford hasn't been here uh, really standing in the breach and saying, hey, don't go or, you know, I, you might uh, maybe politically have expected him to say uh, different things rather than uh, the ship has left the dock because that's what he was told. But the trajectory of the jobs that have been leaving the Oshawa plant is such that, you know, Jerry's not here to speak on his own behalf, but yeah. you guys maybe could have addressed this Five or six years ago, no? I think he's been trying to do it that long. He's been, there, there's, those jobs that are left in that plan are because of the union. Uh, sitting down bargaining with GM to keep that work there. So I got my hats off to Kenny Lewins and Jerry Diaz for, bar, you know, bargaining to keep the work there. And Jerry tells me, and I believe him, that that's, you know, one of the most advanced and flexible plants that GM owns. And they're just at a loss as to, you know, that plant's won awards for qualities. You know, so why would you shutter the one place that makes you a lot of money? And uh, Jerry's fear is that it's all going to end up in Mexico or some other country with, uh, you know, very low wages and to our detriment. And we'll end up, they'll make them there and we'll end up buying them back here. So um, GM's still making money off that plant. So uh, I'm with Jerry on this. As for Mr. Ford, yeah, I'd, you know, and the politics of it all are, are, are going to play out as they're going to play out. But, you know, Jerry and I both would like to sit and, and uh, talk to him. And uh, and then hopefully he would open his mind. He's, he doesn't, he won't meet with labor leaders. I guess that's the start of the problem. So you can't find a solution if you're not talking. It, All right. So when it, do you propose to uh, make this overture that you guys want to sit down at the table and oh, uh, break bread? I, I've been trying to get a meeting with him since he got elected. Mm. And uh, so and now, now that Jerry and I are... Because we're going to lobby together. Our unions are going to do some stuff together, right? And, uh, what numbers and do you have? When you combine your numbers, what have you got? 
155 and I think 168, so three, you know, 400, no more than that, around 400,000. 400,000, so all right. It's, it's a formidable voting block that that I think, and we want to exercise our influence for good. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want Doug Ford to make mistakes. We do, we we want him to make good decisions. He's made some so far that just astound me, right? I just can't figure out the logic. Like, like what? For example, give, give me an well, example. He killed, he killed the college task force right, to help settle that strike. I convinced Kathleen Wynne into establishing a, a task force of labor, business. But know, the kids were losing their year. A lot of them lost their year. Yeah, no, I... I'm not. I'm not disputing any of the facts. That's why I talked her into trying. You know, find a way to settle the strike to get a table to settle some of the other issues. They were making headway in that. The the group. So there was business there. The student groups. There was uh, mm. researchers. There was people. You know, there was there was a really good wholesome group. And I sat at that main table, and they were making headway. And then the, the election comes on, and they just killed it. And I actually looked at Peter Best and father. So why would you kill that task force? Like two meetings left. You're trying to plan the next fifty years of the colleges. It, it, and it, to me, where I'm sitting, it just looks like because the liberals set it up, he wasn't going to have nothing to do with it. Now they want to know, well, you know, what can we do for the colleges? Well, bring, maybe reconstruct that task force, let them finish their last two meetings and their recommendations. And they were doing good things like recognizing where colleges need to focus on the trades for training so we can develop a ring of fire. Like there's, a, there's, you know what I mean? To get people in a room, they're talking about solutions rather than fight. And, uh, I mean, if he, if he wants a fight, then he'll get a fight. That's so I'm good at it. So, Sherry. Well, All right. Well, we you know, work together. maybe, you know, in the spirit of Christmas and uh, peace on earth, goodwill toward men and union leaders, uh, you guys will sit down and uh, something positive will result. Smokey, i got, got to let you go. I appreciate you coming okay. on and explaining things, though. Oh, I thank you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You take care. All right. Yep. Warren Smokey Thomas, he's a leader of OPSU and uh, with Jerry Diaz, uh, they want to get Ford's ear and uh, start telling him that, well, you got to do things, uh, you know, I guess friendlier stuff to uh, towards labor, organized labor. But look, I mean, in, in a lot of cases, these guys, uh, they could have addressed this GM thing there. As he said, Ken Lewenza did that. But, uh, man, that trajectory was heading downhill for the longest time. 40,000 people working that plant back in the 80s, down to 2,500. You could have seen incrementally this thing was slipping away to a less costlier precinct, Mexico, southern United States, you know, lower energy costs, lower labor costs, free land, all kinds of things being conferred onto these companies by the local governments. How do we compete with that? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 